Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Revolutionize the Stage podcast presented to you by Venue Live. I'm Emily Heidel, and this will be the last time we are coming to you from Venue Live. There are changes happening, and change is inevitable in this universe, so that's fine. And change is good, and this change is not bad. It's just changes. It is. They are changes. Um, So anyway, I just wanted to come to you on this last episode because... um, this podcast will continue, um, maybe in a different flavor, but uh, there will be a break taken. Um, so this episode is to give you an idea of what's to expect in the future. And um, to be quite honest, uh, it might change a little bit the content of what it will be about. I just want to talk about what this podcast has meant to me and hopefully for the few listeners that have been there, you know, what it's meant to you guys. Um and I will take a suggestion from one of the most um, avid and um, active listeners that we have. Um, her name is Giovanna. She is in Brazil, and she's given a lot of recommendations and just to me. And she's recommended the podcast to a lot of people, and she's just amazing. I love her DMs we send back and forth. Um, and I, I did ask her, you know, I was like, this podcast for now is taking a break. Um, do you have any last sort of like ideas that you would want to hear in the podcast? And she was like, for one, she was like, uh, someone should come and interview you as in me. And I was like, Hmm, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, uh, then she was like, or we can, you could kind of wrap up or not wrap up, but just give highlights of, uh, each guest or, um, yeah, each guest that's been on the podcast and kind of what you liked about having them on. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. Um, it kind of wraps it up if, if you were not able to listen to some of those episodes and, um, you know, maybe this will be a highlight to make you go listen to them. Hmm? I don't know. Um, but looking at it now, we have had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, around about 22 different people on this podcast and I am so very just pleased that um, a lot of them are my friends and a lot of them um, took time out of their day to either come to this office or schedule a Zoom call and do an interview um, sometimes from an hour and a half to two hours Um, and then following that of course we would talk for another hour. One of them we literally talked for eight hours like like from the time they arrived at the office till the time they left, it was a total of eight hours. Most of it, of course, was off camera. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just thinking about those times uh, makes me very happy and pleased. Um, Winnie and Jamie. Uh, Winnie Galbadoris. I'm just going to go quickly. So Winnie Galbad. Also, I'm sorry if my voice is shaking. It is freezing, freezing in this office right now. Like my hands are so cold it is freezing in this office um and the studio i'm in does not have a heater so yes um all right anyway so uh winnie galbadoris and jamie bellotti um they gave sort of like a fan to professional perspective at the time Winnie was working for kcon she's now working for webtoons um and jamie at the time she was fully dedicated to fan to band which is literally bringing fans to managers and like you know making them integrated into the artist's sort of um, initiatives. 
she is now moved on to, well, she's now uh, officially a part of Fan Made, which is um, the parent company to Fan to Band. Um, and she's working alongside Olivia Rudensky and Claudia Villarreal, who was one of our guests. Um, and they are just, you just go check them out. I'm just going to say that. Okay. There's a lot they do. Um, but they do also have merch that I did order a sweatshirt. Says fan made on it. Miley Cyrus did endorse it, uh, so that's cool. Uh, not me. She endorsed the sweatshirt that did sell out. So go check it out. Um, they talked about becoming or being a fan, and then utilizing that fan knowledge to uh, be, uh, you know, a professional in the music industry. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next, we had Faux Squad. Faux Squad were. The, they were in Seoul for about a month or so and they came and they talked about their YouTube channel and reacting and they did try some very spicy ramen and it was very funny. Um, so that was a great episode. I loved listening to them. They have a very interesting perspective on life that I just love listening to as well. We had Danny and David from DKDKTV. Um, they came in, they talked more um, on like the statistics of like, and also diversifying your YouTube channel as a creator and things like that. Um, and uh, so it was fun to have them on. Of course, their dynamic is always very funny. Um, and then we had Ronnie Icon on. He's a songwriter. He talked about um, remotely working as a songwriter, uh, mainly with a lot of K-pop and J-pop groups. Um, since then, he's had so many credits, um, one of them being Tomorrow By Together, um, another one being The Boys, just a lot. Go check out Ronnie and Enervate Music, they're just amazing groups of people. Um, we had Claudia Claudia Villarreal, she used to work with Pretty Much and Boys World, and now she's left Kin Entertainment, and like I said, is working with Jamie Bellotti and Olivia Rudinsky at FanMade, and they have a lot of really cool things. Uh, what I liked about her was that she uh, is so passionate about, like, the internet and things like that. Like she did mention she has a Wi-Fi tattooed on her. Um, I think it's of the different blues for like blue for Facebook, blue for Twitter, blue for some Tumblr, I believe. Anyway, Koala, Koala, he works within Bobblehead Music, um, a sort of publishing label out here in Korea. Um, he's always a good time. This man knows the world, literally. Um, so uh, he's a good person to know and he's just a good time. And um he gave some insights on how he first met Jesse, too. Um, then we had Connie Wu of Wooing Jewelry. Here we go, Wooing, all three of these. Connie did give me the middle one, and I bought the other two. Um, she has since, you know, BTS, almost all of BTS has worn her jewelry. Um, a lot of different other idols have worn her jewelry, um, and it's just amazing to see what she's doing. Um, and how she's continuing to grow her business. And she's such a cool, I guess I could call her Anni, I guess, like really cool um, person who is so real and just fun to be around. So Connie, I love her. Then I had Roy back, Roy back. <laughs> Roy and I, um, we of course met through Usung's uh, music video. Or no, we threw a couple of different things for Usung or Sammy from The Rose. Um, and we've since become very close friends. And um interestingly have had a, <laughs> a lot of fun times together but he's so creative in everything he does and uh one of a kind in terms of his creativity and i just love his work from styling to creative directing art directing and things like that so fred Coates, he's someone who has been a mentor of mine for the past now four years my goodness um out in la of course he does a lot of work with juicy j and a lot of rap 
people in the rap hip hop world um, and that kind of thing. So um, I was really honored to be able to actually just interview him because he has a lot of little interesting tidbits and he's very straight to the point. Then we had Jang, this is our first artist to come on the podcast. Um, he actually reached out and uh, he's an indie artist um, here in Seoul. So he gave us an idea of what it was like to create his own independent album. And then of course, what the indie scene is sort of like in in Korea, but we'll get into more of what the indie scene was about in, in a second. Uh, we also had Alexis Odoyan and Tasia Assis, um, both journalists in the music realm, but Tasia and Alexis have definitely focused on the K-pop side of things. Um, and Alexis now works for Remezcla, which is Remezcla, Remezcla, um, which is in uh, Latin sort of outlet. I like their candor during the interview. Um, then there was Paul Jong. Um, he works in the fashion world, uh, fashion PR, um, most notably working with BM of Card. Um, interesting little fun fact. Uh, BM just did stop by the office like right after that interview, unexpectedly so. Um, so shout out BM. He's always very nice whenever I see him. Um, who else? What else? And then Paul also has gotten to know me a little bit. We had a good drunch together in December with Hijay, who was on the first episode of this podcast. Yes, she was. Um, and then we had DJ Fenner. DJ Fenner. Um, the British DJ, he came on to talk EDM stuff and, um, he was an amazing guest. Oh my gosh. There are people coming through the office cause they're, we're selling the office. So they're coming and taking pictures and stuff. And I'm like, hello. Um, what else? Anthony King, Anthony King, the amazing film, videographer, filmographer, filmographer, and dancer and voice actor, uh, here in Korea. I've become very close with him and his girlfriend, Joy, um, who is literally drawing me now as one of the Dune characters, the Fremen, um, one of the Fremen. Um, she's drawing that for me. She's incredibly talented in her drawings, and uh, both of them were just a very creatively driven couple. Then we had Danny Kim of DKDKTV. He came back because he drunkenly, I cut this part of the podcast, he apparently drunkenly reached out to me to be a guest on the podcast, and then when he realized I was serious about it, he was like, oh, crap. <laughs> he didn't realize I was actually going to follow up on it because I did follow up like two times. Anyway, so he came on the podcast. I did cut that part out because if I had kept it in, I, I've had Danny as a guest on uh, a couple of my other podcasts and um, people have always commented like, Danny is very savage. And I'm like, I'm used to it, but a lot of people who are not used to his sort of humor, like it's a little cutthroat and very crass. And so a lot of people were like, why didn't you just like, like he's being so rude. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I don't know. I just, sometimes I think it's funny. So anyway, that was Danny. Um, that actually got the most listens out of any of our, like Hansungu, who we had on uh, our On Venue Live podcast, the only On Venue Live podcast we had. Um, thank you to Hansungu um, for, and PlayM for, taking the time out to answer our questions. But um, Danny's interview is the either the most watched now or the second most watched behind Hansungu. So thank you, Danny, for your ducks. Thank you guys for listening um, and commenting. And then finally, we had Jenny Ja, who is my boss for my freelance job. Um, and again, I think a lot of people, a lot of these people who have come on the podcast, like, yeah, they don't have 
even more than like 500 followers or more than a thousand followers on one platform or like Jenny has like 7,000 on Twitter, but like um, they don't have that many followers, but what they do have is a lot of insights to a lot of these people who are followed. This podcast isn't necessarily meant to get everybody and their mom to listen to it. I've realized at first that was kind of the goal, but um, you know, I do appreciate the few people who are from other podcasts, K-pop podcasts specifically, or um, in, you know, interested in this music industry who have taken the time out to listen. Um, I'm always just loving that. Um, and yeah, so. Start. Um, hello and um, welcome back to the second part of uh, this last episode. I did not intend to film a second part. Um, but I wasn't really pleased with the part I filmed yesterday that I put all this makeup and effort and time into. My hair is still curled, TBH. It's nice and curled, and I'm liking it. Um, I'm actually very surprised that it stayed this curled. Um, shout out to Deccan Tai in Cheongdam slash Akujong, um, Jeremy and Hyunji, she, Jeremy, she, Hyunji, she, Hyunji, me, I don't, okay, I'm sorry. Anyway. They made sure she stayed curled. Normally, my hair does not stay curled this long, but here we are. This will be the third iteration of this that I have filmed. So here I am um, doing it a third time. Um, and I just figured hopefully this is the last time because this episode has to go out tonight. Um, it doesn't have to, but, you know, I want to try to keep a schedule on this. So, um, yeah. Uh, I figured, you know what, might as well just come to you naturally. Um, also, I'm getting a little bit distracted because the viewfinder is like right next to the lens, so I'm looking at it. Um, but yeah, um, I'm wearing a mask because I'm not wearing makeup today and I don't have all these lashes on. And um, and I figured backwards cap is like, cool girl. I'm kidding. Emily, shut up. Um, anyway, so yeah, um, maybe I guess I'll end it. Um, like I said, this pod, the the next part of this podcast might, um, you know, the 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 topics might be a little bit different, um, or just yeah, a little bit different than what they were before. Of course, before they were very entertainment industry focused, really Korea entertainment industry focused music specifically, um, and we did have before all this stuff went down a lot of guests um, planned to come here. Um, I'll just put some well I won't say it quite yet because there's still going to be a guest so I don't want to spoil it so far but there were I'm looking at one two three four five six seven seven or eight different people that were going to come on and talk about things so they'll still come on at some point just not right now um I thought and maybe I'll share what I'll be doing the next two months um Actually, as of yesterday, after filming the first part of this, when I was all done up, um, I got a call, and um, um, let's just say that my my plans were kind of like I had a general idea of what I was gonna do, be this digital nomad type thing, um, but then it really turned into that. Um, so I'll just share what I'm doing the next two months, and I'll explain more into it. So I get back to so I'm going back to the states uh, in less than a week going back to my hometown, Atlanta, um, and I'll be going to Miami, then New Orleans, then LA, then the British Virgin Islands, then Houston, 
then back to Atlanta. Well, I'll be in Atlanta in between then, actually. I'll also be going to Chicago as well. Some of most of those are for pleasure. Um, LA is more for work, but I'll definitely be hitting up some of my LA friends while I'm there. And um, actually, the last guest that was a guest on the podcast, Jenny, she's my boss for my freelance job. And so I'll be working more with her on some projects. And so that's kind of the reason I'm going out to LA. But there's a lot of really cool things that is happening with Infinitize in the next couple of months. So keep an eye out for that. Yes. Um, I think the content that I said, the reason why it might be different is that um, maybe I want to talk about my personal life just a bit. And the reason I say that is because the first podcast I did back in 2017 with my best friend, Kyra, her best, her birth, what am I saying? Her birthday is on Valentine's Day, the day I get back to the States. And um, we started this podcast in November 2017. um, And it was like pop culture, sports, and girl talk so of course that mixed in some of our kind of personal lives a lot of um a lot of love life in there and at the time we were on dating apps and such and we didn't want to give too much away of like names and things like that we actually I remember now one dude that like now let's preface this I haven't had a boyfriend in 11 years 2011 high school sophomore year of high school I am 26 years old now um so it's been a while so when I say like dated I mean literally someone that I talked to for like a month um granted I am talking to someone right now and um I just need all the prayers in the world (laughs) will I keep that part in I don't know because this person has said they watch my podcast and uh I'm a little wary of what I say now anyway um Meaning I'll, I need all the prayers in the world because I do like this person. Hey, the person knows that. And um, I'm not trying to self-sabotage. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, continuing on from that, um, like I said, the podcast I did back in 2017, there was this dude I talked to for like a month. And uh, I was like, I still kind of had a crush on him just a bit, but like we'd ended things. But I was like, hey, do you want to come on my podcast? And he was like, maybe and I was like oh we could just talk about like our experience I thought it'd be a very candid like interesting thing anyway all of all all of that is to say that um oh shoot I swear if this stopped recording okay whoo I thought this stopped recording (sighs) all that's to say that that podcast now granted at the time me and my best friend Kyra we don't and I still like I don't really have like of course, I don't even have 10K. I don't have 5,000 followers. Like, it doesn't really, you know. But especially at the time, I did not have anybody following me. But compared to the other podcasts I've done since then that have had many guests and or co-hosts that have had, like, in the millions of subscribers or followers or fans and all that stuff, the Ball Out with Ian K podcast between me and my best friend was the most, like, consistently listened to podcast that I've done or produced or whatever, meaning, like, even though we had maybe like 300 listeners an episode, it was always 300, 300, 300, 300, 300. You can still go look back at the SoundCloud. We have it up still. Um, I will tell you the sound quality was not that good. But the reason why I think we had such consistent numbers was because, one, we were, for the most part, real. Um, there were some times when I just wasn't in the mood to talk and I was just moody. I am a moody person. Um, 
uh, we just weren't in the mood to, t- or no, yeah, anyway, um, oh, because we had a good chemistry, and we were real, and people like controversy, and there's a book, I don't have it next to me, it's at my desk, but it's called Contagious, and it talks about um, what makes things popular, basically, anyway, so um, one of the things it says in there is like, you know, you have to, first of all, make people feel like insiders, you have to have some sort of like game mechanics to it, which is like, you have to Anyway, um, and then the other thing is that you have to, and this is this is to build social currency. Another thing is you have to um, ha- have some sort of controversy, mystery, or breaking the pattern that's already expected. And um, I mean, at the time, and still, I'm try to be very professional in everything I do, you know. And but it's it's nice to have fun, you know. And so maybe, um, you know. I'll have a friend on or two, drink some wine. Maybe I'll have a special friend on and drink some wine or beer. Oh, my goodness. Am I really going to post this? What if this person is watching this? I have no idea. <sighs> anyway, um, so, yeah, um, that's what I'm saying um, I'm going to do. And I think, I hope you're interested. Maybe there's some different perspectives available for the different people that will be guests. Or maybe it's just pure entertainment. Um, oh, so, sorry, like I said, they're selling the office and all these people are coming through and like taking pictures and stuff. And every time I see someone new, I'm like, oh, who is that? And then I, I don't recognize the person. <sighs> anyway, uh, I'm gonna actually end this now, um, but I hope that by the time uh, I come back with this podcast. Um, there will be unstressful. <laughs> we'll all, as listeners and the hosts, whatever, will be unstressed and we'll be living our best lives. Um, and I hope you have a lovely, which means I hope you have a lovely, unstressful, easy time um, through then. And of course, after this podcast comes back. Um, but you deserve all of the happiness um, and rest. And I hope that we can all get that. And um, thank you again for listening so far. It hasn't even been a year. It feels like it's been a year, but it hasn't even been a year. It's almost, it's been eight months, almost eight months. So I appreciate your support up to now. You know, if you have any ideas, let me know. Maybe I will get somebody to come interview me, but they have to be really good. I'm kidding. No, but really. They have to be good. I'm still in love with you, boy. I'm like wondering, they're coming around and they're taking pictures, and I'm like, are they gonna come take a picture of me in this? Or they have to take a picture of the studio? I don't know. Hmm. Anything else I wanna share? Fear is the mind. Co- Hold on. There's a quote from Dune I want you guys to just hear. I need myself to hear this. I'm telling myself this too, okay? Hold on. Okay, this is the quote. <clears throat> it's from the Litany Against Fear. This is from the Bene Gesserit, um, the witch sort of house in fear. Um, they have this thing called, it's a litany against fear, spoken by many highly educated people who face danger or fear during their everyday lives. 
the litany helped focus their mind in times of peril. Oof. Wow, I did not know that. It actually derives from William Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. A coward dies a thousand times before his death. Whew. Don't talk to my anxiety like that. But the valiant taste of death but once. It seems to me most strange that men should fear, seeing that death, a necessary end, will come when it will come. Interesting. Okay. An ancient form of the litany existed already in the Butlerian Jihad. The Butlerian Jihad, Butlerian Jihad is a is a um, it was sort of like an uprising in Dune um, that uh, is is how do I describe it? It was like getting rid of like man made no machines that could mimic people like AI pretty much, which is interesting. Like that that's kind. Of, I don't know. Dune is amazing. It's amazing. A lot of people say it's like a really hard book to read um, and get through. I agree if you haven't seen the movie seven times, which I have. I have it. I bought it in Atlanta and I bought it in Korea. And I've seen it. I've made a lot of other people watch it. Some didn't really feel it. Some said it was a good napping movie. Okay. And then some people, I had to like pause it and talk them through it, and they were like, "Wow, this is a great movie, and it's very cinema, cinema, cinematography is good in that movie." Um, the director is known for that. Um, he's known for shooting, I think, Blade Runner or something. Anyway, either way, um, there's if you have seen the movie seven times, like myself, then when you read the book, you're like able to. It's like ah, it makes sense. However, the book still has a lot of shit in it that. Luckily, if you buy the book now, there is a glossary at the back. There's a glossary of different terms. This is why it's really a good, a really good world-building movie is because, um, or uh, series is because the dude literally is like building this world, and I'm just like, how did he come up with all this? Like, he literally, like, it's crazy. Like, anyway, it makes sense why Star Wars was like mimicked off of it, imitated from it, um, sort of. Uh, but also they give a glossary of like a lot of the character. I don't know. It's just very, 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 very well developed. And um, anyway, so the Butlerian Jihad is uh, a term that's in the glossary that I had to look up in the back. But I just love reading through it now that I know. And, and when you know it now, like it's not a hard read, as people like to say. Dune enthusiasts. <laughs> I said, anyway, I, I, I don't know. I saw a TikTok the other day about someone, like, there was a, someone was like, oh, I don't know why he'll say, like, it takes, you, you can't get through Dune. Like, I'm already, like, almost halfway through the book in 45 minutes, and people are like, oh, of course, like, Dune people, the only people that make people not want to read Dune because they're so, like, uppity and, like, snooty and arrogant about it. Anyway, all right. Long story short, let me get back to this. The version of lit- the litany used in the time of Paul Muad'Dib, Paul uh, uh, Trades from um, the movie, aka Timothy Chalamet, um, was believed to have originated within the Bene Gesserit, yes, who themselves faced great dangers during their extensive training. True. Um, here we go. The litany was as follows, and then I'm going to leave you with this after my long, um, my long sort of um, explanation. If you have seen the movie Dune, this part in the movie, you now this is really hard. I the I saw the movie like like I said like seven times, right? And 
the first few times first of all i was like this movie is loud like sometimes i can't hear it and i saw it in korea twice for the first the first few times and so there are subtitles in korean but of course i only i some a lot of the stuff i couldn't understand i would i could read it but i couldn't understand of course what it was saying so um and then i finally saw it with subtitles in english maybe like the fourth or fifth time and then i realized what was happening but this part in the movie where this litany is read is when Paul, if you've seen the movie, Paul sticks his hand in that metal box and that woman, that witch sort of woman, is like, there's pain in the box. And then she has that little like sticker, like needle thing that can kill him in a second. Um, and during this, he has the, the pain is like inflicting him, right? But you see like clips going back and forth to the mother, Jessica. Um, and the mother is like whispering something. And it was really loud at this point. It was super loud. And uh, so you can't really understand what she is saying. Um, unless you have subtitles. On top of that, um, there are other parts of the movie that I didn't even know something was being said, and there are subtitles. Um, so I suggest if you see the movie, watch the movie with subtitles and watch it with someone who understands Dune. <laughs> Me. <sighs> okay, here we go. Here goes the litany. Because at the moment, he's he has his hand in this box full of like pain, just absolute insane pain. So his mother is saying this litany. It goes... I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will return. Oh, Shiva. I just, let me go back. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. Take that with you because it is true. Fear is a feeling, not a fact. I'm telling myself this, okay? It'll be all right, everybody. It'll be all right for all of us. I'll see you when the podcast comes back. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Adios, Anyongi, Keseo. Arrivederci. Auf Wiedersehen. Tillu.